You're listening to a podcast from Burley Heads Church of Christ, from Burley Heads on the Gold Coast. Why don't we um, continue by um, praying and um, just stilling our hearts before the Lord. So Jesus, we thank you um, that you are here, that uh, that you your spirit is within us, that you you speak to us, that you pursue us, um, that you are always working for our good. And, uh, and so we just submit ourselves to you, we surrender to you, and we ask that you would speak to us this morning. And uh, it's just such a privilege to be here and worshipping together, and we thank you for that opportunity. Amen. Um, so, as Steve has said, I work for Church of the Christ Queensland, um, so my role is to support our uh, 67 churches throughout the state, um, and we've got a, a team who does that in different regions and in different ways, and it's so great having Steve and Lockie on the team. They, are re- they really are a pleasure to work with, and they bring so much um, benefit to our churches and encouragement to our churches and help us do... Um, develop some really useful resources that our churches can use so that they can um, be freed up to do the ministry and the mission that they're called to do. Um, My home church is Southport Church of Christ and I'm married to Bryce who's a pastor there and we have two kids, Hannah and Josh, and I'm just about to enter a new season of life, old. Because, no, serious, because in a few weeks' time, Hannah turns 20 and Josh turns 18. So I'm a mother of a 20-year-old. So there's no judgment there if you have kids that age or older, because I never thought, oh, you're old if you have that, a kid that age, but now I'm feeling old. Also, I have to move things a bit further away when I'm looking at them. Um, so that's a new stage of life for us. So um, they're at Southport this morning. Um, and uh, yeah, it's, but it's, uh, it's a real privilege to be here today and a privilege to get to speak about hearing from the Spirit um, because it's one of my favourite things to hear about how God is speaking to people. Don't you love hearing stories about when people are sharing what God is doing in their life? Does it make you excited and encouraged? I love to hear it. I really do. And I, and I get to hear those often because I travel around our churches around Queensland and involved in some prayer ministry at Southport Church of Christ too. So it's, uh, it's one of my favourite topics. Um, I love seeing God bringing transformation in people's lives. And when we hear from God ourselves and when we get to partner with him, it's such a privilege because he doesn't have to use us or um, has, he doesn't have to include us in what he's doing with, in other people's lives, yet he chooses to so often. And he gets the credit because that work is all his. All that pre-work is his, the inviting us to join him is all his and the transformation that he brings in people's lives, that's all him. Um, and so today we're going to look at hearing from the Spirit, uh, how we do that as a church, how we do that as individuals, and, and how God works also in people's lives who don't yet know him. And the context for how that happens is really interesting. How does the God of the universe speak to us? And, uh, and when, when it comes to the Spirit, to hearing from the Spirit, there are many ways we see this happening in the Bible. In the Old Testament, the Holy Spirit was a fleeting presence that would come and empower people for certain purposes at certain times. Uh, He often worked through prophets and priests and kings. Um, They were indwelt by the Spirit and they spoke in the power of the Spirit and they they healed and they they wrote and they prophesied. Um, 2 Peter 1.21 says, Prophets, though human, spoke from God as they were carried along by the Holy Spirit. 
And we, we read so many examples of that. Another example is Moses. Um, Exodus 33:11 says, "The Lord would speak to Moses face to face as one speaks to a friend." How special is that? But even that for Moses was fleeting. God would come and go. But now, um, since, since Jesus' ascension and, um, and sending the Holy Spirit, now the, the Spirit dwells within each one of us all the time. And as followers of Jesus, um, we have to learn to hear, the vo- hear his voice like the good shepherd, to recognize it. And we, we, we have to hear it among all of the other voices in our lives clamoring for our attention um, because his is not usually the loudest, is it? John 14, 16 to 17 says, The spirit of truth will be with you and will be in you. And so that's as, as followers of Jesus, we get to um, have the spirit of God in us and our journey as Christians is learning to walk closer and closer with him. And so celebrating Father's Day today and, um, and as our kids were growing up and now as well, Bryce invites them to join him in things that he likes to do. So, um, and, and sometimes he, he uh, intentionally finds things to do with them. So there have been bushwalking and shooting and driving and um, he's great at jobs around the house and he used to always ask them to, to help him with those we still have to ask them to do that, actually. Um, uh, but one of the ones that the kids liked to do with him was wash the car. So he'd have his bucket and his sponge and, and they'd have their little bucket and their little sponge and he'd give them a little part of the car which, uh, which would be all right to, uh, to wash for them. And uh, even though he would know that he had to go back to that part of the car later on to fix up a few things, um, he let them join him because he loves to spend time with him. He loves to spend time with them. And um, they would be beaming because, oh, we got to help Dad wash the car. And as parents, we love it that, uh, that they're trying, that they're maturing into listening and learning and working with us. It won't ever be how, exactly how we envisaged it, um, but we love them. We appreciate their effort, don't we? And we'll keep working with them. And they'll end up understanding not just our way of doing things but our heart behind it like being good stewards of what we're being entrusted to and taking care of what the things that we have we are God's children and he calls us and invites us to be co-workers with him second Corinthians 6 1 says that to us Um, he allows us to to come along with with him he doesn't rush ahead of us. He, um, he invites us to, um, to be part of what he's doing in us and also in other people. He lets us and he calls us to be a part of the family business. It's a still an amazing concept. God, the omnipotent God, the all-knowing, all-powerful creator God who created and knows our hearts and minds he knows our desires and our dreams he knows our pasts and our futures Um, but we are so different aren't we we are so human and so limited Um, but he dwells within us and we have to learn to hear from him we have to discern what he's saying to us but we come as his kids because we love to be with him we love to listen to him we love to learn from him and we get to partner with him in what he's doing. And so today we're going to look at hearing from God in those three areas, as a church, as individuals, and also um, uh, in the world. 
And the first way that we do that as, as Christians uh, is through Scripture. Um, the main way that God speaks to us is through his word that he has already written for us. Um, through our own personal reading, through study, through when we memorize scripture and God can bring it to mind at certain times, or when we're together as a church. That's why we come together as a church. One of the reasons is to share the teaching from the word. Um, also to worship together and we sing truths from the Bible and truths about God. We come in prayer together and we, um, we use scripture and, and truths about God in our prayers, in our worship, when we hear testimonies as well. The Bible is inspired by the Spirit and uh, Hebrews 4 says it's like a, a two-edged sword dividing thoughts and actions. 2 Corinthians tells us the, the letter kills but the Spirit gives life. So together, in spirit and truth, as John 4 talks about, the scriptures come alive to us by God's spirit in us. It's a dynamic walking with the spirit. Isn't it amazing that um, you can have been reading the Bible for one week or a hundred years and God will still make it pop out to you. He'll still speak to you. He'll still show you things that you feel like you've never even read before or never understood before. God will bring back to your mind verses that you have memorized, maybe even way back from when you were a kid in Sunday school, to encourage you or to encourage someone else, or maybe to pass it on, or maybe to pray for someone in a certain way. Well, sometimes don't you find that we'll be, you'll be reading things in your devotion, uh, maybe in scripture, and, and the themes will pop up and then it will be the same theme at church even. Um, and, and sometimes when you come to church, you find that the worship leader has the same theme as the speaker who has the same theme as the person sharing communion. <laughs> Lots of nods, that's really great. God speaks to us in so many different ways and he loves to use his word um, which, which, uh, and, and he makes it alive. For us and this doesn't just happen to us in the church it happens to people in the world as well um, you might know stories of people who um, who uh, don't yet know Jesus yet they've picked up a Gideon's Bible in a motel or a hospital and they've read it and and God has just spoken to them through that um, we met a guy when we were in Bundaberg and um, and he was just being interested in the faith and Bryce asked him if he had a Bible and he said yeah I've got one in the glove box I haven't had an accident since I put it there <laughs> Now, that, now, we did give him a Bible that was easier for him to read. That one was a little bit hard for him. Um, um, but God used even that and so many other things to make his word come alive to him. It's so amazing to sit with people, um, particularly people who haven't read the Bible before or haven't heard the stories from the Bible. Um, one of my friends, I remember, sitting in our lounge room and she's on the edge of her seat hearing the story about David and Goliath and wondering if the boy's going to get killed because she hasn't seen it before. So God makes his word come alive to people who don't yet know him as well and as we are led we can even really sensitively and in really gentle ways sometimes it's appropriate to share verses with people who don't know him when it's an encouragement or when we feel like God's laid it on our heart another way we hear from the spirit is through the spirit's work in us or in other individuals as we interact with them often through church or, or other Christian community um, we see the gifts of the Spirit uh, listed in Romans 12, in 1 Corinthians 12, and Ephesians 4. And uh, those gifts are given to build up the body. And heaps of those gifts are 
for, uh, relate to hearing from the Spirit. Um, there, there might be teaching and wisdom and encouragement, discernment, tongues and interpretation, words of knowledge. And what people hear from the Spirit through these gifts, they're received, they're discerned, and they're passed on by all these different gifts working together. Um, in Acts 13 and Acts 16, we actually see a couple of examples. Um, this is where, um, where Paul and Barnabas were set apart. And so they're talking about the, um, the church in Acts. It says, while they were worshipping the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit said, set apart Barnabas and Saul for the work which I have called them. I wonder how he did that. It doesn't say. Did, did someone just have it on their heart and then shared with the congregation? Um, did someone with the gift of discernment say, yeah, I really feel that too. That's, um, that's from the Lord. Um, and then as we go on to Acts 16, we see the story about um, Paul and his team and they were kept from preaching uh, the word in the province of Asia. They tried to en enter Bithynia, um, but the spirit of Jesus wouldn't allow them to. I wonder what happened there. Um, were they, was it just circumstances? Was it circumstances and, and someone with discerning? Did someone have a dream? Well, Paul did have a, oh, he had a vision of the man from Macedonia and to say, come to Macedonia. And, and it said, um, after Paul had seen the vision, we got ready at once, concluding that God had called us to preach the gospel to them. So there's a collective discernment there amongst the people to say well Paul's had this vision we were stopped over here so let's let's come together and discern together what the spirit is saying and so then they changed their plans the spirit works in us and speaks to his people through dreams and visions as well um, God gives specific pictures and with specific meanings. Sometimes we understand those straight away what the meaning is. Sometimes we need to just write those down and just think about it for a while. Sometimes we just need to leave them there because we don't know the, the, the meaning or we might not find out until a lot later on. But that's a way that God speaks through dreams and visions. Some friends of ours um, who are missionaries in Turkey said so often um, in those closed countries, God would speak directly to people through dreams and then they would come and find these um, people, followers of Jesus, and say, I've had this dream, what does it mean? And then they can tell them about the Jesus that they, they met in their dreams. Um, words of knowledge and prophecy is another way that God speaks to his people. Messages for us or for others through us um, that might challenge or might encourage or might reveal um, and God uses these things to bring revelation in people's lives of himself, to bring um, encouragement, to bring healing in people's hearts, to bring transformation in their lives, to bring guidance for us and for others. We are having a month of prayer at Southport at the moment and we're having um, prayer nights on a Wednesday night. And, uh, and so during our prayer nights, we have lots of different ways to, to pray and worship. Um, we have some silent time, some quiet worship, some singing together. We have some open prayer where people can share their prayers aloud. Um, we have prayers in groups. We pray through a psalm. We pray for ministries of the church. And there came a time for open worship where we encouraged people to pray for each other who were in the room. There was about 70 people in the room. And they could come to a member of the prayer team or they could just pray for each other.
And I had given the invitation and then it was time just for worship to play and that to happen. But one of our team came to me and she said, I really feel like God has laid on my heart that someone here is holding back. They really want to come forward, but they're feeling like they're not worthy um, and they're feeling too shy to do that. And so we chatted about what that might be and what God was saying. And then I just gave the invitation to the group and I said, look, if that is anyone here, please don't leave the room before you do that. Um, and then just let it go. And someone immediately got up and went actually to that team member and had prayer. And it was a really powerful time. Um, and so it was, it was really amazing to see. Um, now, did that line up with scripture? Yes, absolutely, that God would have an invitation directly for someone. We sang about it, you know, that, that um, there's no mountain he wouldn't climb up or wall he wouldn't tear down to come after the ones. And he didn't want that person to leave the room without having that, um, that uh, opportunity to surrender to him and maybe to hear from him as well. Um, so it lined up with his, his character that he would be so gracious to do that. Um, we, it was discernment because it was, it was shared in the team first, so there was discernment in that as well. And did it bear good fruit? It seems so from the testimony of that lady. Um, so was it from God? Well, I would say yes. I think the lady would say yes. Um, and if it wasn't, it was still great. Um, and so there's so many ways and examples of, of, of hearing from the Spirit in the church community. Um, but the church community is also made up of individuals and so that's why we, we look at the church as a community, individuals and also outside the church. And as individuals, we also receive personal promptings from the Spirit, don't we? Or nudges or senses or leading, we might call it. So, and, we, and we learn to know whether that is from God or not. Um, it might be that God is asking us to say something to someone or to serve someone or just to do an act of kindness for someone. Um, uh, just two weeks ago at work, I was, we, um, our head office is at Kenmore and so I was trying to beat the traffic one morning because we live at Helensvale and I arrived a bit early and so I popped into Woolies and as I walked in I was just getting some stuff and um, I saw a little little bunch of gerberas there. I thought, oh, I might like, I'll buy those for, and I'll give them to someone at work today. And so I was on the lookout. Um, I had someone in mind, maybe, but I wasn't really sure. It wasn't really clear at the time. And, uh, and so I bought them. I went to work and I was on the lookout all day and I, I sussed out the lady I thought it might be, but she didn't look like she was having a bad day. I didn't really feel led, so I didn't give it to her at the time. I was looking out and seeing if anyone was crying. No, that doesn't happen too often. Um, or, you know, I, but I didn't, I didn't really feel led uh, to anyone in particular. And it was 2.40 and I had to leave at 3 to um, get to a, a meeting later on and I still hadn't given them to anyone. And so I checked in with a, a, a colleague of mine who works in our team and I said, look, I've got these flowers. Do you know if anyone's having a bad day or anything? And I said, I, this person was on my mind but I'm not sure. And she said, oh, well, when you said it, I thought of that person too. But yeah, no, I, had, I don't know anyone else. So I thought, oh, well... Maybe that wasn't from God. So I went over and anyway, I said, look, flowers are a blessing anyway, right? So um, I gave her the flowers and she just looked at me in surprise because she said, just, um, I've just got off the phone to the cemetery and I have to go in there because there's a problem with my father's gravestone um, who, and he had just died just not long ago. And she said, they rang her and they said, we need you for a three o'clock meeting. And she said, but I don't have any flowers to bring for the grave. 
Isn't that amazing? And so I, she's a Christian lady, and I was able to, I was, I was amazed. And I was like, how much does God love you to be so care, caring of you to, to say, don't worry, I'll get Donna to pick some up on the way. Um, like that was just amazing. Like I was blown away by how much God loved her and went out of his way to provide for her. Um, and if I had have given her, them to her that morning, she hadn't gotten that call then. So that's why it wasn't, it wasn't clear then, because I wasn't meant to do it then. But if I had have gone 10 minutes later, I would have missed her because it was a three o'clock meeting that she was going to. And she just shared with me on Friday, just again, how special those flowers were, her, were for her um, as, a, as an example just a reminder of how much God cares for her in this time of grieving and um, the flowers actually um, still lasted so it was nearly two weeks so she had get put half on the grave and she'd kept half um, and she visited her mum that night before and, and she took the, the gerberas which still looked new um, and it was the first time that her mum didn't recognise her because her mum has dementia but she was holding on to that promise of God I'm with you and I care for you even in this really hard time and so it was such a privilege and but all credit goes to God all I did was buy some flowers and I wasn't really sure and I was just going to give it to someone anyway but God had a much bigger plan and he loves us and he loves people around us and he cares for them and he's working for the transformation of our hearts the other way that um that the spirit that we hear from the Spirit is through circumstances, like we we talk we saw in Acts with um, with with Paul, and also um, well Henry Blackaby wrote a book called Experiencing God, and he tells a story in that book of being prevented from going on the mission field um, because of their son's illness. Anyway, they ended up going to Canada and um, and um, ministering to a really small church in Canada. When they got there, they were seeing doctors about this medical problem that their son had, and he was cleared they said no there's actually nothing wrong with him and he tells a story in the book because he's talking about hearing from God in the book and saying through circumstances God shut that door for us um, we couldn't discern why um, but it was absolutely the right thing for us and we were meant to be at that little church in Canada instead of overseas where we had planned to go and so often um, for us in the church but also for people outside the church as well and we can um, sometimes get to speak into that or or maybe help them see it or maybe just be with them as they're going through that journey of circumstances closing doors but we can still trust that God is guiding and leading and with us and others in that as well and so in the for people who don't know God they don't have the spirit of God in them but God is continually pursuing them um, sometimes they hear directly from God, sometimes out of the blue, sometimes in response to their prayers. And you can trust God that he will reveal himself to people that you know as you pray for them or even without us praying as they pray, even just without any of us joining him, he'll be revealing himself and always inviting them to be open to him and take the next step in their journey with him. I met a, a lady in Melbourne. I was lining up to go into a conference and we were just chatting to people in line and, um, and I said, oh, have you been to a conference like this before? And she said, no, I've actually just become a Christian. Um, and uh, I said, oh, what church do you go to? Oh, I don't go to church. I was just um, praying. There was lots of oppression in my life and, and I just reached out one day and she had a different faith background and she said, Jesus, if you're real, I need you. And a light shone from behind her and the oppression left her and she's like, okay, I'll follow you 
you. And so she got a Bible and she just started reading it and then she's like, oh, look, a conference. And so she just turned up. Now, at this particular conference, I, I actually said to her there was, there was some healing happening and, and, and it, was a bit, it was a bit out there for me. But I was like, oh, are you okay? I was like checking in with her because she sat with us and she's like, oh, it's fine. It's just what I'm reading in the Bible. Um, and so it was really amazing to see. So she didn't need anyone else, but God um, revealed himself to her. Um, and we're still friends, so we still chat and we still talk through what God might be saying and, and things like that. Um, Steve and I and Lockie and emerging leaders from around Australia were in Sydney a couple of weeks ago and Melinda Dwight was uh, from Alpha was one of the speakers and she shared some stats with us that 70% of people say they pray. Um, now, I'm, I don't know if that's an Australian stat. I know it is true in America. There are other Australian stats that, um, particularly during COVID, that more and more people are praying and are open to things. And the stat that Steve shared before was from that McCrindle research about people, one in four people would come if you invited them um, to church. Um, so out of those 70%, they say they pray, maybe not to our God, but they say they pray, so they're interested in spiritual things. Um, but 49% say they've never had a, or they never have spiritual conversations. So there's a whole bunch of people that you know, you might not know that they pray, but they are, and that they might even be open to having spiritual conversations. Um, it used to take three to four connections before someone would become a Christian. So it might be a Christian friend they knew or um, an event or some kind of interaction. Now the average is 12 to 14 interactions before someone will become a Christian. Um, and it's not math. You don't just make someone have 14 interactions and then they get over the line. Um, but, um, but that is the average now number of interactions with Christians or other things that people have before they make that commitment. And so it's such a deep need and a specific calling for us to be sensitive to the spirit because we might be one of those 12 to 14 and we are needed aren't we if it takes 14 then we need to be faithful when God asks us to speak to someone or to love someone or to serve someone or to invite someone or whatever it is or to encourage someone um, we need to be, be, be sensitive to him and respond to his promptings um, because he is active in bringing people closer to him um, another story, um, we have a friend called Dave who does some street preaching in, um, in the city and uh, he's got his little permit to be able to do that and, uh, and one day he had finished that and he was on the train back home and, um, and he was pretty tired from the day um, but felt like God was prompting him to, to talk to a lady. But she was eating a subway, <laughs> eating a sub and so he's like, I'm not going to interrupt her. Uh, anyway, so he just, he was gentle, he was sensitive to God and he waited till she finished his train was nearly coming so he only had not even a minute uh, and he said look um, I'm sorry to interrupt you I just want to bless you I just want to tell you that God knows and he cares um, and he left it at that he gave her a gospel of John that had his number in it and uh, and he got on the train and before he had got home he received a text from her to say that was God because I was about to walk away from God and uh, and your encouragement just made me turn to him instead of away 
um, so we can be we can join with God what he's doing even if we feel like oh I don't know this feels uncomfortable by just um, stepping out and as we do it sometimes we'll get it wrong and God will be like mm, I didn't ask you to do that but it was a really nice thing to do anyway like the kids washing the cars oh, I didn't ask you to use that sponge on the tires but thank you um, and so sometimes I reckon this is not the Bible this is just me I reckon God's like oh thank you I'll fix that <laughs> But each time we do that, we go, oh, okay, that wasn't, that was just me. Or we do it, we go, I don't know if that was, that was God or not. And we go, whoa, it was God. And so then we just do it more and more. And, and as things are encouraging and as they, as they build up, as they are kind, they're good things to do anyway. Um, there's a bunch of people at Southport um, starting to pay for the people behind them at Starbucks. Um, and that happened a few different ways. Some stories were told. The kids were doing it in an act of kindness advent calendar last year. Someone else shared it at Sunday school. And so people are praying for, paying for people behind them and praying for them as well. And, uh, and so I have been actually a recipient of that. I don't know whether it's one of our people who started, but it creates a little domino effect at Starbucks. They might do it at other places as well but we're talking about Starbucks and uh, and so each car will pay for the car behind them behind them behind them um, but uh, uh, and so who knows what will happen because of those prayers now sometimes they're just generic prayers we just pray a blessing for the person behind us or families will pray, pray a blessing for people behind them sometimes God leads us to a really specific prayer and we go okay Maybe. May you bless them in that way. May you encourage them. May you meet with them. Um, may you restore a marriage. May you bring them relief from some health issues. Um, and, uh, but who knows what will happen? Who knows what will happen as, as we uh, are prompted to mow someone's lawn for them or to, to call someone and it just happens to be on a day when they're feeling really low or to send that encouragement or to provide that the, the finances, we don't know wh where people are, but God does. And you might just be one of those 12 to 14 links in that chain of someone coming to know Jesus. Or you might be a link in the chain of someone experiencing transformation in their life because they already are a Christian, but they are feeling weighed down or they're feeling shame, or they're not feeling worthy, but your act of kindness, or your speaking love to them, or your whatever it is, um, your invitation helps them to feel part of a community, or feel loved, and so it opens them up to what God might be doing. And so there's three then um, actions that we could take. There's three um, really great things that we can do in hearing from the Spirit and then in acting. And the first one is to come expectant because God loves to speak. He's, he wants to speak. He has a message for each one of you today and tomorrow and the next day. He longs to speak to you. He's waiting for you to tune in what it, what, to what he's already saying. Um, so come expectant to hear from him in your own lives at church. Um, pray along those lines. Pray that you would be open to what God is saying to you. Pray that others would be open as you're praying for the church and for the service. And be hopeful and on the lookout for what he might be saying. And come open. Even if the person who is delivering the message is not your favourite person or you find them a bit hard to follow or whatever it is, um, or the worship is not on key, that would never happen here because that worship was awesome this morning, um, or the communion thought was off track or too long, God can still have something in it for you. 
Um, I have had um, responses from people to say, oh, Donna, that was such a great message. I love what you said about Jesus pursuing us. I didn't even say that in the message. So God doesn't even need us up here. God can still speak to you when you are open. Um, And to come together, God so often encourages his people and speaks to his people and brings uplift in his people when we are together. Um, Yes, on a Sunday morning or at home groups or meeting in small groups or just praying with our friends or going to conferences, whatever it is, he doesn't need us to be attending a church event to do that. He can do it just by ourselves. Um, But he so often uses other people. He created the church to be a body. Um, to do life together, to do our journey of faith together. And it's something that we can invite others into as well. And, uh, and as we talked about before, there'll be themes that you see. Um, there'll be people hearing the same thing or, or, or sharing the same thing. And that's the way it's meant to be. The Spirit moves in a different way when his people are together. And so just to wrap up, I um, uh, just want to give you a, a little bit of a, what if I'm wrong? What if people say the wrong things? What if, uh, what if people say weird things? What if I get it wrong? How do we test all this? And so the Bible gives us some really clear ways we can do that. Um, and well, I mean, he gives people with the gift of discernment so we can check in with someone, um, but we can check it ourselves by saying, does what I'm hearing or sensing line up with scripture? Does it line up with what God has already revealed about himself? If it doesn't, then it already probably is not from God. If it doesn't line up with scripture, if it doesn't glorify Jesus, if it doesn't um, line up with how God, God's character that we know through the scriptures, then it probably isn't from God. And you have to go and test that with someone that you respect. Um, we all have the spirit in us, and so we can discern that. Um, and, uh, and he helps us within us. Um, John 16, 13 refers to that. Help, guides us into all truth. Um, and to check with others. Um, like, like what I did at work, just to say, oh, I'm thinking this. And she's like, yeah, maybe. And it was. Um, and, uh, and, and, we, and we need to watch for the fruit. As we are sharing things or thinking about sharing, are we or the person sharing exhibiting the fruit of the Spirit in this? Do they experience it in their life? Um, And then what is the fruit when things are shared? Because we don't always get to see what God is doing, um, but often we'll be able to see from the fruit whether something was of God or not and whether someone's walk is is, is, uh, is strong with the Lord. And when you share something... Or if someone shares something with you, they and you can take it to the Lord and say, and you can encourage them. You can say, hey, I sense that God is saying this. You take that to the Lord. Or I've got this picture for you. You take that to the Lord and see if that is for you or if there's something in that. And you can do that too. You don't have to accept just anything that someone, I have a word from the Lord for you. You'll buy a blue car. And you can say, okay, God, that was weird. Is it? Like, is there something in it? I might just park that, just write it down. Um, And then... He will bring other things along to confirm and to lead you into that path. And as a, a little, a general rule before we finish, um, here's a tip. No mates, no dates, no births, no deaths. So if you're hearing, if you're sensing something from the Spirit, um, generally we like to steer away from sharing about um, babies, about partners or declarations of impending death. 
So just as a general rule, if you have one of those, just go and see Steve first before you share that. Um, because what we see is that if you get those wrong, then a lot of hurt can be caused in the body, right? Or in other people. It can actually affect people's faith and people's journey with God. So no dates, no mates, no births, no deaths. Sometimes God does, but, but we need to really be discerning before we, um, we pass those on. And you can ask God, is this actually for me to pass on or is it not? Sometimes God just lets us in what he's doing in someone's life just because he's our dad and he loves to do that and so sometimes it's just for us to pray for someone in that and sometimes we never have to talk to them we just keep praying until God lifts that from us and so the summary of all of this today is just for us to be open to the spirit to recognize and remember that he does want to speak to us. God has something for you today. He'll have something for you during the week. You might already be thinking, oh, there is this theme that has been coming up or um, something like that. It's all for his glory and it's for the transformation of our hearts. It's for the building up of the body and it's for the salvation of people um, who don't know him. So... um, Let's, I would just like to now just give you a minute. I'm going to pray and then we'll just have a minute of silence before the worship team comes up just for you just to sit in silence now and just to listen. If you don't get anything, that's fine. Just chill out with Jesus. He loves doing that with you. Um, but you might find, just, just drop those down or just think about those if, if God is bringing anything to mind. So I'll just pray and then we'll have a minute and the, and the worship team can come up. So Father, we love it that you are our Father. That you, that you put up with us, that you let us join you in your magnificent work of the transformation of people's hearts and bringing people to know you and, and building up the body. Um, you choose to use us fallible humans for your great work and, um, and we're really humbled that you do that. We thank you for the stories that you give us to celebrate what you're doing. Thank you for the times that you have used us. Um, and please... Help us to see the opportunities when you are nudging us and leading us and prompting us to to speak something or to serve or to encourage um, or to share or to give, whatever it is. And so right now we just give you this one minute and then we, we, we look forward to giving you lots of other time in our weeks and our months and our years until we get to see you face to face. We just want to say that we love you and we are so blessed to be able to call you dad and be your kids.